morning, all y'all. All y'all tuned in to Rosie on the House this morning. An Arizona Saturday morning tradition. For 29 years, going to be celebrating our 30th year here very shortly. Thank you for that. We've been coming down to the radio station for 30 years every Saturday morning for one reason, to try and earn our place in your heart to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. So that no matter what you're trying to get done around your house, home, castle, or cabin, we can help you do the right thing. Our lines are open. We've cleared all the phone lines. If you'd like to give us a call, one 767 4348 one 767 4348 Don't call the radio station that you're listening to us on because we're broadcasting over about nine different stations all across the great state of Arizona. So my wife had the great idea of picking up a toll-free phone number. It's one rosie for you R-O-S-I-E, the number four and the letter U, one rosie for you And that puts you in touch with us at the Broadcast Central where we find out where you're calling from, what's your name, and what's your project. And in the 9 o'clock hour, we take calls from all across the state of Arizona with whatever project you're trying to tackle. And then in the 10 o'clock hour, we usually bring in a specialist and talk about one particular topic. And we're going to be talking about ceramic tile, particularly in the 10 o'clock hour today, about how can you tell a good tile job from a bad tile job, okay? But in the 9 o'clock hour, we're here for you with whatever project or question you might have. Now, a couple of the ways that we try to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend is we write a lot, uh, which is really ironic for a guy that had to take English 101 for seven semesters. But I have I have a wonderful writer on staff, Miss Becky, who's been with us about five years now. She is magic for me. We get together and brainstorm the particular topics. I give her the names of experts I know in that particular arena, a few talking points, and I say, let's go this direction. And she just goes to work and she crushes these articles. We write for our website, rosieonthehouse.com, where today our blog is all about Tips on Tile, which just happens to be our 10 o'clock topic. We also write for the Casa Grande Dispatch. That goes out every Sunday. And in tomorrow's article, we're going to talk about when in Arizona you need to know what to look for. When is it time to repaint your house? The Green Valley News on Wednesday is going to get an article on tailgating. Some great recipes and tips on throwing a great tailgating party which is all a part of the Rosie on the House experience, having a little good time. You never knew a Cajun that had to look very far to get an excuse for a party, and tailgating is a great weekly excuse for a party. The Arizona Daily Star, published down in Tucson, every Sunday we take questions from Pima and Santa Cruz County from homeowners that write to us. Well, we answer those specific questions for the Daily Star every single Sunday. And then, of course, we have the KTAR, our flagship station, blog goes out every single Friday. And actually, yesterday, we were talking about trends in showers. So those are just some of the print things we do to try and earn your love. The other thing we do, of course, is the website, rosieonthehouse.com. 
Let's see. Let me do math. If I've been doing the show 30 years and there's 52 weeks in a year, how many programs does that make? Okay, probably about 1,500, something in that area. And we probably were a four-hour program. Now we started as a one-hour program, so that's anywhere between 3,500 and 6,000 hours on air talking to Arizona homeowners, taking your questions. That's a lot of questions. All those questions are posted on our website with the appropriate answer. So rosieonthehouse.com all of a sudden becomes your most incredible resource. It becomes an encyclopedia for Arizona home ownership. And you know how much it costs you? That's right. Not a dime. It's absolutely free. All this building experience, and we've built in Flagstaff, we've built in WikiUp, we've built in Wickenburg, we've built all over Maricopa County, we've built in Navajo County, we've built in Greenlee County over in the New Mexico border, we've built in Santa Cruz County on the Mexican border in southern Arizona and Pima County and Pinal County. We've built all over Arizona. So we take our local building experience and we put it to work for you. And you've got the right answer for the right question based on where you live in Arizona. Well, let's say you don't want to tackle the project yourself. Well, we have a screened referral network for most quadrants of Arizona, where if it isn't a project you want to tackle yourself, but you want somebody you can trust to come in and do the job right and treat you fair, go to rosieonthehouse.com. Plug in your zip code, state what you'd like done, and we will give you, it's our goal to be able to give you two or three choices within 20 miles of your home, and Romy's working hard to get that built out statewide. So you, you'll, you'll have a couple choices. We feel everybody on the website is, is imminently screened. There, there's no referral service that screens their contractors tighter than we do. But it's still good to have a choice, right? We don't feel like one exclusive person per category is a, a good, fair deal for you, the homeowner. So we try and give you a couple choices. So whether you want it done for you or you want to do it yourself, it's rosieonthehouse.com. While you're on the website, you can also subscribe to our newsletter, which will come into your email news box every single week and talk to you about a tip that you can't get anywhere else and special offers and a notice as to what we're going to be covering on the show that upcoming Saturday. So we do all of this for you, the Arizona homeowner, and then we open our lines on Saturday morning at one 767 And that puts you in touch with us here at the studio. Like I say, we get your name, your number, and we go from there. Well, let me tell you what's been going on at the home shop, the office, this past week. We had a show last Saturday that had to deal with APS, our largest power provider in the state of Arizona. And we tried to make it very clear on that show that all of us are extremely impressed with how reliable and affordable APS makes their electricity. But APS has recently gone through a hearing at the Arizona Corporation Commission a couple months ago where a rate increase, a rate modification, let me change the terms for that, a rate modification was voted in. 
The peculiar nature of this rate change is that there were no body grandfathered. Whatever rate you were on, it this rate change mandated you were going to be changed. All of our early evidence indicates that most of you will see a pretty noticeable increase in your bill. That's our early modeling. We don't know yet. We haven't got enough information. Most of you have received your August APS bills by now or will in the very near future. You're going to see that the bills are broken into two components. Your power consumption up to August 18th and then your new rate that you were put on from August 19th forward. And what I would encourage you all to do is take the total kilowatts on the first half of the bill and divide it by the total cost. Take the second half of the bill and the total kilowatts consumed and divide it by the second total of the bill. And just compare how much you're paying for power per day now as a, compared to what you were paying prior to August 18th. We would love as many of you to send that data to info at rosyonthehouse.com so we could start building a database. We are getting flooded with inquiries about Rosie. Now, what does this do to supercooling? What does this do to solar power? What plan should I go on? Well, we need to collect a little bit more data from everybody before we can make some emphatic statements about where you should go on your power consumption plan. Send us the data. Again, I want you to take your bill prior to August 18th and divide it the dollars into the total kilowatts consumed over the total days. Tell me what your total bill per day was. And then do the same thing post-August 19th and tell me what your total cost per day was. And we'll start building this data plan out. We have until May for all the homeowners to make a definite decision which plan they want. But you've all been embedded into a transition rate right now. And we do, we did extend APS an invite to come on and help explain it. And they are going to be here. I think it's, I, I think it, it's in two weeks, I believe. Not next week, but the week after, I believe. So we're going to have him there, them here, and, and they too will be able to answer your questions as well. But we would love to collect all of that data at info at rosyonthehouse.com. Romy just walked back in. He had been broadcasting live in the 8 o'clock hour from the Great American Seat Up at North Central Baptist Church at 5757 North Central Avenue, where the urban farmer has got all set up in the uh, uh, big seed buckets, and you're there to buy in bulk and learn about buying, sowing, and storing seeds. I thought it was particularly interesting that they actually recovered seeds from a clay pot in the Grand Canyon that was 600 years old, and those seeds propagated. Now, that's cool. That is really cool. All right, folks, I got a story for you all right now. It is a great story. It's a story about how I bought my last truck 14 hours ago. I have this particular truck in mind. 
and I knew exactly what I wanted. And I I called Sanderson Ford and I said, This is this this is it. I'm spelling it out for you. Find me this truck. I did that back in July. And it had a couple peculiar things that I really wanted on it. And uh, I kept hearing from my guy there at Sanderson. Rosie, we're, I just want you to know we're still looking. Haven't, haven't lost track of that. Yesterday, he drives the truck to my office. And he says, here it is, babe. Take a look at this. You want to drive it around the block? It's got your name on it. Every single thing I was looking for. And I said, man, do you, I'm, I'm so glad I have this relationship. Y'all treat me so special. And he says, no, we don't. We treat you just like every single customer we have. Next car buying experience, go to Sanderson Ford. You have to remember, they're only, they're always closed on Sunday. In Glendale, south of Glendale on 51st Avenue. You can't go wrong in a car buying experience at Sanderson Ford. I've been doing it for 30 years. And bringing it back to Rosie on the house, where we'll go to the calls. We do have an open line. If you'd like to jump on board, give us a little chit-chat. It's one 767 4348 You know what we're going to have to do after we interview APS? We're going to have to have a... We're going to get your Kohler. We're going to get Generac. We're going to get every power... Every, every generating company... Uh, panel together because I can't tell you how many people and emails we got this week asking what's the best generator to go buy. <laughs> a so. man could make a fortune right now. I mean, an absolute fortune right now. I like the one I invented. I just don't have time to develop it. Give it to me again. You you talked about it last Saturday it's with a Steve. Two cylinder uh-huh. natural gas. Uh huh. Compressor uh-huh. connected to a car alternator. Okay. Mounted in a box on the side of your house. Okay. And that's fed through an inverter into the electric panel of your home. And even if it just ran straight on peak, just run it on peak. Yeah. That's it. Just run it on peak. It's it's about eight cents a kilowatt by 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 my best calculations. Okay. A two cylinder natural gas compressor and on a peak, fan a fan belt <laughs> and a good. A good alternator. <laughs> and on peak is twenty four cents. Oh, it a depends. Kilowatt? It depends on which one of the the plans you cho- choose as to what you're paying and what your peak load is and all of that. So, but we did we did get several in- investors calling us this week <laughs> saying, "Rosie, if you can build it and put it together, we'll back you." <laughs> Let's go to the phones and know that there's open lines. If you still want to sneak in, you got a project you want to talk to us about? Give us a ring. Jamie, good morning. Thanks for calling. Rosie on the house. Good morning. How are you? Good. So, uh, hey, I have a question for you. We're uh, we're looking at doing an expansion at uh, our house. Okay. Um, uh, basically, want to add uh, a couple of bedrooms and some more functional space and some storage. Okay. And uh, honestly, we're just really not even sure where to start. Um, we've done some remodel in the past, but uh, this just seems like a whole nother project. What remodeling have you done in the past? So we've done uh, the interior. We did the floors, the bathroom, and the kitchen. Okay. Um, and that's at and, this house uh, that you're in now? That's the house we're in now, yeah. Okay. All right. So you've done some, so some particular trades. You brought a floor covering guy in and, and did the floor covering. 
done? No, we actually hired a general contractor to come in and uh, um, uh, really manage and, and run the whole thing. Okay. Um, we did the design up front. Um, okay. We knew what we wanted. We knew um, you know, we were working within the existing walls, so we okay. kind of knew what we were looking for. And then uh, our general contractor had a couple of suggestions, and um, and we either incorporated them or didn't at that point. But it seems like with, with an expansion and, and possibly, um, you know, even rearranging some of the bedrooms, because I think if we expand, um, you know, some of the interior bedrooms or some of the bedrooms that are there right now will no longer have windows, and so we have to worry about, um, you know, egress and all yeah, that kind of stuff. And so exactly. just not, you know, what are the steps that we need to start with? Do we start with a designer or an architect? Do we start with a general contractor and, and you know, ask for, for ideas and bids, um, and, and where do we go? Okay. Well, the, the first place you ought to go is roseonthehouse.com and, and find the consumer alert for how to pick a general contractor. Okay. It guides you through a multi-step process of screening out all of the people you're talking to. I, I tell people, and I, I understand this project for you is kind of a multifaceted, all dimensional. I tell people, look, if you're thinking about expanding, the, the master bath, go to some of the wholesale bathroom fixture supply houses in town and just ask them, what what remodeler do y'all see in here that when you deliver the products, the job's on time, the job's well kept, he pays his bills on time? You know, go to, go to the second layer of investigation. Uh, that's just one of the little tricks and tips that I tell people. One of the things you're going to want to do, of course, at Rosie on the House, we've got certified remodelers there you can start with. But we asked you to uh, get in and take a look at what you want done. Invite them to your house one at a time. Then the second meeting, and make sure they're on time, okay? And then the second meeting, they ought, the first meeting, they ought to ask you a lot of questions. Uh, one of the f- best questions that I like to ask is, is w- what caused you to call us? Because I like to know what their familiarity with us is. And then I ask, okay, show me what's broken. Now, what's broken is either uh, a design or dated materials or a change of floor plan. Somebody's, we're moving mom and dad back or we're moving, we're now empty nesters, we're moving everybody out. So what's broken? Then we start taking a look at what do we have available to fix it. We start looking at the side yard setbacks, front and backyard setbacks, and all of those kinds of dimensions. Then when you finish that first visit, Jamie, what I want you to do is I want you to look that person in the eye and say, okay, when am I going to hear from you? And should we set our second appointment? Then when they make that second appointment, go wherever they want you to go. Now, they may want to just meet you right back at the house. They may want to meet you at their office. They want to meet you on one of the jobs that they've got going on. I'll tell you why that's important, and then I'm going to tell you why the third meeting is the most important. When we get back, right here at Rosie on the House. That sounds good. Nice, easy Saturday morning for all of our Arizona homeowners. Here with Rosie on the house. Jamie's called with a remodeling project that he's not even sure where to get started. So we were in the middle of talking our way through that. And 
I was encouraging him to get to the website and find Rosie's How to Choose a Contractor Consumer Guide. Uh, it'll lead you through these steps, and I'm just covering them with him real quick. Step one is you let the contractor come to your house. Let him ask lots of questions. Let him take lots of pictures. Take a lot of measurements. And remodeling contractors from Miami, Florida, to Seattle, Washington, from San Diego, California, to Bangor, Maine, hate Rosie Romero for this one reason. If your remodeler that you're talking to ask you what's your budget, don't say a word. Don't answer that question. Just look them in the eye and say, well, let's talk through the project. You should have enough local experience once we finish visiting here to at least give me a range. Let them tell you what the investment level is going to be. Do not answer their question, what's your budget? And just know... Whatever you say your budget is, it's probably 20 to 50% more than what you have in mind. Oh, <laughs> you know, invariably, when I finish visiting with people the first time, I try and give them a range right there. I say, you know, in my experience, for this kind of a project in this neighborhood, we're going to be between X and Y. And they say, well, we thought we'd be about half that. <laughs> and that's invariably. But... It's the only objective way to get to that investment level, okay? You give them your budget, and they're going to they're going to want to please you, and they're going to try and wiggle and squirm and cut and reduce and do whatever they can to make something fit close to that. And that's not the way you want to get a project started or done. Okay, so never answer that question. At the second visit, they may ask you to come to the office. You know, we have some selections laid out, and you can kind of pick what cabinet and what countertop and what plumbing fixture you want. And then that's a good call. That's a great place to just see how they operate. Uh, how neat and clean is the where is the is the warehouse where they store stuff? How neat and clean is the office? Take while you're there, ask them to see their scheduling software. You know, am I the only job you're going to have, or do you have 15 superintendents with 40 jobs going at one time? And if you do, if you're that big, that's great. I just want to see how you manage your resources. Don't be afraid to ask to see the scheduling software. Don't ask, don't be embarrassed or shy to ask about their accounting program. Make sure they're going to be able to keep track of the money as it comes and it goes. The third visit really needs to be out on one of their ongoing jobs. So you've met them at your house, you've met them either at your house the second time or at their office or wherever. The third time, you want to meet them on a job and take a look and see how clean it is. See if you can find the homeowner. Ask them this question. There's no remodeling project that doesn't come with surprises, okay? Every project has a surprise. What you want to know is the person you pick, are they available when the surprise hits you? Ask the homeowner, how available is this contractor? Has he been answering his phone when you need him? When the tub showed up in the wrong color, was he available to talk through it and solve it? Once you interview these three contractors, three or four contractors, three different times, you're going to find out that they start eliminating themselves. You don't have to even eliminate them. 
one of them shows up late to an appointment, strike their name off the list. If they can't show up on time for an appointment, they are never going to be able to keep your project on time. I absolutely guarantee promise that. And if their truck is a mess and their tools are a mess and their office is a mess, your job is going to be a mess. Okay? So there's the basic guidelines on picking a contractor. Now, when it's all said and done, let's say two of the guys made it through the screening process and you've got two detailed contracts on your table. The contracts ought to state exactly every single thing that's going to be done. We are going to set up the masking and the dust protection walls here. We're going to set the J-John there. We're going to set the security fencing here. The dumpster's going to go there. We're going to remove this amount of sheetrock. We're going to remove this amount of insulation. We're going to saw cut here. And it ought to detail every single thing. But the most important thing on a contract is what aren't they going to do. Ask them to list on the contract what's excluded. That will force a conversation for both of you to reach a deeper understanding on what this project does and doesn't involve. And then when you are down to the bottom of picking it, close your eyes and forget the dollars on the contract and say, okay, the first day something goes wrong on this job, which one of these two guys do I want walking up the sidewalk to take care of it? Maybe we didn't pass an inspection. Maybe that bathtub did show up in the wrong color. And we, you know what? We had to wait eight weeks for it to get here. Now what? Huh? So who do you trust to handle the job once some little thing has gone wrong? Now, Jamie, that is about as a thorough uh coaching mentoring program as i can give you on picking a contractor but if you follow those rules i'll all but guarantee you'll have a successful experience and i tell people every hour you spend interviewing your contractor will be a week you save going through heck on a bad job later down the road thank you okay man can I ask a quick follow-up question? Absolutely. Okay, so and is your recommendation then, um, I mean, I think we know what we want to do with the house. We don't necessarily have the design laid out. Okay. Um, is your recommendation that we that we go to the, the general contractors first without a design, or do we need to go get um, design documents and, and start working with a, a, a residential designer or an architect uh, before we engage uh, general contractors? Generally speaking, I would tell you, find a general contractor that operates under design build, okay? And in design build, they're designing it, they're building the budget, and they're building the project. That tends to be the highest degree of success. If it's a complicated design or you have something very particular in mind, maybe get the names of two or three great architects. But if you do that, don't let the architect draw something without you picking a contractor. If you go to an architect for the design, have your contractor already picked and have the contractor at every meeting and have him keep the project in your comfort investment level. Very often, homeowners will go to the architect, they'll get something designed, the architect will tell them you can get this done for $10 
They go out on the street, they put it out to bid with three or four contractors, and the lowest bid they get is $15, $16, $18, or $20. And, and so now all the money, we're starting a job next week. A man spent $15,000 on blueprints that we literally crumbled up, put in the trash, redesigned everything, to fit his comfort investment level. That's a pretty nice kitchen uh, cabinet <laughs> option there. Fifteen grand. Oh, wow! So, mm. so start with start with design build contractors. But if your project is is dealing with a particularly sensitive architectural design, a particularly sensitive historic home, you have something very particular in mind. Then then I would I would say you know uh, there's there's several architects in town we really like working with. So. That's it. It's really up to you, Jamie. Find out the guys, take a look at their work and see if you're comfortable. If you're not, then go to the architect route, but make sure you go to the architect route with your contractor in your pocket. Oh. Okay, man. The estimate to replace my home in Pella windows was 17,000. At least I have something for that. 15,000 on blueprints you just burnt. Right? Away. Right. Oof. Yeah. Ow. And and you know, I, I can I can deflate a project before you even get started. Well, it 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 detoured this particular project for about a year and a half. You know, I had to had to kind of recover there. So there you go. That's picking a contractor. It's not. It uh, remodeling is not a science. It's an art. Uh, you're not getting your remodel done in a factory where they just drop off, bring it to you finished, and drop it off. They're going to be working around you, your family, your personal property, your possessions, your pets. Uh, they're going to be invading your privacy all hours of the day. Uh, the last thing I forgot to tell Jamie is once you sign the contract, I try and tell homeowners all the time, once you sign that contract, you set up a time that you're meeting that contractor every week. I'm going to meet you at 7 a.m. every Wednesday on this job, and we're going to talk about what, what, what happened last week, what's happening today, what's happening next week, are any decisions on my part needing to be made? Do you know the medicine cabinet that I've picked out? Do you know the plumbing fixtures I've picked out? Are they ordered? Are they going to arrive on time? Meet weekly and take notes, minutes, agendas. Type them out. Make everybody sign them. You wonder how to keep a job on time? Make that contractor meet you every single week the same time of the day and ask the same questions. There you go. Let's squeeze another call in here real quick. We've got Mike and Matt. I think Matt's been holding the longest. Uh, let's go to Matt. Hello, Matt. Good morning, Rosie Romy. How are you guys this morning? Good. Really super morning, isn't it? Oh, it's a beautiful morning. Oh. It's the one that gives us hope that the summer's over. Amen, baby. <laughs> Amen, baby. <laughs> hey, I've, I've got a question. I have a hybrid water heater that is about two and a half years old. And um, a couple months ago, uh, when I would get up in the morning, I had no hot water, and I went out to the uh, – there was no power going to the water heater. I went out to the electrical panel, um, which is about three or four years old, so it's a newer uh, electrical panel. Okay. And the water heater um, was turned off. Um, it happened during that week maybe uh, two times a day or so um, where it would just – the the panel would just be turned off. Um, the the breaker I, the breaker for the water heater would be thrown. Correct. Okay, and it's not thrown all the way to off. It's just in the safety position. 
No, it's thrown all the way to off. Okay. All right. And so I well, maybe it's a neighborhood kid messing with my electrical panel, which seemed really weird that they would be turning the off. Yes. Um, so I, I put a lock on it. Um, it happened one more time, and I so I took the lock off. And then it hadn't happened for about a month and a half. And then just the other night I went out, um, looked, and there was no light on the water heater. And um, sure enough, I went out to the electrical panel, and it was thrown in the off position again. Wow. Doesn't make. I don't know. I suspect that dog. He sounds like a troublemaker. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, Matt, hang on. I'm going to have to reach out to uh, an electrical. We'll go on an electrical lifeline here. I'm not familiar with a breaker that once it's blown, blows all the way to the off position. It has to be manually pushed to the off position. But we're going to get an electrician on the line and verify that. Maybe there's a breaker I'm not familiar with. Or an extreme case of it wiring wrong and something screws happening. I don't know. Strange things can happen. The, the off position that is the mysterious situation in that story right there. Very, very peculiar. Oh, all right. We're going to go on a little break. We'll be back. Rosie on the house. And an easy, easy, beautiful Saturday morning. You're listening to Rosie on the House. Okay, Matt called with a question about a water heater, electric breaker that was above my experience level. So we're tracking down an electrician. We're going to put those two guys in touch with each other. But while we're getting that connection made, let's go to Mike, who's been waiting on hold, get his question real quick, and then we'll go back to Matt. Mike, what's your question? Hey, you guys. Um, my question is about a bathroom remodel. Um, it's my sister-in-law's house. She smelled sewer gas coming up, and so I, I took everything out of the bathroom, the vanity, the, the toilet, the tub. I cut open the wall, and a couple of questions. Um, the house was built, I'm guessing, around the mid-'70s. It's got the steel drain, steel pipe for the drain lines and the vents, um, and I think the, the leak is coming from one of the, the, the teeth. Where the vent and the drain lines kind of come together, is it a good idea for me to replace all of the steel with ABS that I that I can see behind the walls there? Mm, that's, that's kind of a or big. Or does it really matter? Yeah, that's kind of a big job. Maybe while you've got it, you know, one of the things you can do, uh, you you can uh, get a smoke machine and pour smoke through the plumbing vent on the roof. And okay. you'll you'll see the smoke. I mean, when we do this at homes, we have to literally call the fire department in the neighborhood and say, "You're going to see smoke coming out of the windows and the and the plumbing vent pipes." But the house is not on fire. We're there. Uh, <laughs> but that's one indication. Uh, a lot of times, it's just that the vent isn't tall enough, Mike. Uh, when 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 you opened the bathroom up like that, did the smell act? get worse yes okay all right i'd do i'd do a smoke test and see see if where the leak's coming from and attack it that way Uh, it it may save you the grief of replacing all the cast with abs you know take a look take a look at it see what shape it's in and uh if, if you do have to take it apart you know 
take a good look at it. Know that the rest of the cast from the from the concrete line down is, you know, the same thing. So it it it, it is what it is. So appreciate the call. Now let's see if we can get Matt and John together. John Bolenball, the mighty electrician, Rosie certified electrician for the Maricopa County area. And you just okay, John. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Hey, buddy. Listen, we have Matt on the other line. He's not going to be able to talk to you, but he's got a hybrid uh, 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 tankless water heater that uh, he, he the breaker when he goes out to check it when he doesn't have hot water the breaker's actually in the full off position. And I told him I said I don't know a breaker that throws to the full off position. Is there one? Yes, only the CH, which is made by Cutler Hammer, and it would be a brown handle breaker. That's the only one that truly trips to the off position, which is a great panel. Okay. So, All right. So, brown okay. Cutler. So now that we know that it's doing that, uh, what can we do to help, well, now we help get... Matt out so it's not um, throwing the breaker? <laughs> so the one thing would be is... How, either having electrician come out and disconnecting it or him being able to disconnect it and turn on the breaker and seeing if it's the line that's causing it still to trip or if it's the actual unit that is causing the um, breaker to trip. And if it's the unit, then it's him having a plumber come out and change elements. But if it's a tankless one, I don't know if they have elements or if it's just a full replacement. Yeah, that they have okay. to do. John Bolenball, the mighty right. electrician. He is Rosie's electrical lifeline. I know we probably we either interrupted a service call or a vacation. No, a soccer. A soccer game. Okay, <laughs> soccer All right. tournament. Okay. <laughs> All right, John. We'll let so, you get back to your soccer tournament. Thanks a million. All right. All right. We learned Bye. something new. There is a particular breaker that throws to the full off position. Now we know. So, I'm, Matt, I hope C-H. that helps. That tells you it's not the dog or a troublemaker <laughs> kid in the neighborhood. It could possibly, probably be a, a, an electrical problem with the heater itself. So we're going to need to get somebody out there and analyze and assess what's causing the amp pool to trigger that and trip that. All right, that wraps up the open line hour here at Rosie on the House. In the 10 o'clock hour, we've always got an expert coming in. We have Ralph Williamson coming in. And he is the the director for the Ceramic Tile and Stone Association. And we're going to talk you all through the yeses and the noes of a good ceramic tile job. Romy, what have you got there on your computer? That's have gorgeous. That is absolutely beautiful. This? I told what is you. that? It is uh, Dolores Testament. It was a, our latest photo entry for our calendar contest. We're going to feature... Arizona that is landscape and photograph. Li- uh, wildlife photos in our 2018 Arizona home maintenance counter. We've got a section saved for Arizona pictures, and our listeners are submitting them. Our listeners are going to vote on who, on which 12 will go into the calendar. Wow. You have till next Saturday. Uh, we're, we're, uh, photo entries open through the end of September. Voting will be October 1st to October 15th. So you have about a, a week left if uh, you don't have that's a picture a great that's shot. photo Are worthy. they all that good? We got some good ones. Can can we do two photographs per month? <laughs> can, can we go 24 instead of 12? Uh, that's uh, hard. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough competition. <laughs> I'll tell you that.
Do you remember the last time you got the lint out? That's right, lint. That stuff that comes off your clothes and clogs up your dryer vent and plugs it up. Get the lint out. That lint clog is the number one cause of home fires in America. And Mr. Scott Jawbone, retired New York police officer, continues to protect and serve the public by cleaning your lint out. For Sedona and Verde Valley residents, if you can't remember the last time you cleaned out your dryer vent, time to do it is now. Come on, get the lint out. Would you like a preview of Rosie on the House weekly broadcast before it airs? Well, sign up for our weekly newsletter. It comes out every Thursday to your inbox. And we don't spam it, and we don't sell the information. Just one email a week. It'll tell you what our lineup is for Saturday. It'll have the link to our weekly article and topic, our featured event from the community calendar, along with the tools of the week, and any promotional we might be doing for other fun listener appreciation promotions. That's our weekly newsletter. Sign up at rosieonthehouse.com.